You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Chris, and Sam to play Thunder Alley. Thunder Alley was designed by Jeff and Carla Horger and was first published by GMT in 2014. It was nominated for a Golden Geek Award in 2014 for Best Thematic Board Game. At the time of this recording, Thunder Alley has a 7.3 rating with 3,400 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 873. It's a 2-7 lightweight game that should play in about 90 minutes. So thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Thunder Alley. So on the table we have Thunder Alley. John, tell us about Thunder Alley. Thunder Alley is a game from GMT around 2014. I seemed to think I was going to get it Christmas for 2013, but then it came late, and that was okay, too. And it's, uh, uh, it's, it's four racing maps. This is essentially NASCAR racing, and it's card-driven. There's no dice in this game. Uh, the, and, and you're a syndicate. You're playing a group of cars. So uh, we're playing four players tonight, so each of us will be controlling four cars. And as in real NASCAR racing, um, one car can support another, and you can actually get ahead. So, uh, of course, it's really nice to support your own cars and move along. But at times, you're going to have to work with other people sitting at the table with you and find a way to get out ahead of the other players and make temporary alliances and agreements that might not last as long as you hope. So that's the nature of the game. There's different kinds of movements. So it shows it shows the way drafting works in NASCAR. It shows the way just getting out in front and taking off goes in NASCAR. And... Just like in real racing, a big part of this is uh, managing your tires, managing your fuel, managing keeping your car on the road. Because if you have to take a pit stop because you do too much, that slows you way down and you don't do so well. So it's got yellow flags. It's got the whole nine yards. The idea is to make a NASCAR game where each of the players is playing a syndicate of drivers. You're playing in such a way not to have your one car get across first. You want to have your cars get across to get the most points. Right. So uh, first through like 10th place, you get a certain amount of points. And I don't think you get anything after like 10th or 12th place. Or uh, I do not recall, but every, so, every, anyway. every place gets points. There every no, place gets okay, points. So every place. So this is an F1 racing where only the top 10. Anyway, um, it's car driven, which is really cool. There's no dice, which is interesting, but it's GMT. That's kind of like, their stick. They don't really use dice. They're kind of a chit pull. Not for this kind of game. Yep, you're yeah. right. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting play that uh, I recall the first time playing back in 2014 when you got it. I guess mm-hmm. um, thinking that I wasn't going to like it because it just doesn't seem like the type of game that I would like. Uh, this was the time we were playing Russian Crush a lot, and that wasn't really. I don't know. That one just did not do it for me. Didn't I know do it for you, you. I know you love it, but for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it, um, and I could never get into Formula D because I'm just terrible at it. Um, so I expected much of the same on this one, but actually, I think this is one of my favorite racing games of all time, and I'm sad that it's been like six years since I've played it. Well, well it's time to fix that. This isn't our first copy of Thunder Alley. This is our second copy. The it first time went, it didn't go around, and it has come back again. Well. Yes, so that that alone is a is a is a nice uh, plug for it. That Stephen cared enough about this game that he went out and got me a second copy so that we could play it again. Well, and it was you know we we have been talking about games that we would like to play for the podcast or just play in general that we haven't 
that hasn't been Return to the table. To, yeah. Yeah. And Thunder Alley came up and John, you were like, I, you know, yeah, it's at home. It's on the shelf. I'll go get it. We'll bring it next week and come to find out at some point you had traded it off. I had. And don't remember to who, don't remember for what, but. Somebody's enjoying it. Someone else is enjoying it. I just know that I didn't buy this one. I didn't buy it back because this was a brand new insurance copy. This is copy. a brand new copy. But the one thing I will tell you is whoever did get my copy of the game, if they've played even a couple of times, they have discovered that they can stab their friends in the back in this game. Oh, yeah. Because at first it seems pretty tame and just kind of rolling along. And then you start figuring out how to use the cards. And this is a game where you could end up throwing your beer across the table at the guy that just managed to pull off a heck of a move and leave you behind. Yeah, so this is NASCAR themed. So the beer would be Bud, Miller Wiser. High Life. Coors Light, yeah. maybe. Yeah, High Life, Coors Light, Bud. Yeah. 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 Inevitably, somebody is. some cars are going to be left behind. There are cards that make you kind of pull away from the pack. And if you're in a pack of four cars and you've got a the lead car where you have to move without pulling the pack, you're going to get stuck behind. That's you just hope that you can get back into the draft of somebody either going by you or. Yeah. some it's a game about losing a line and then picking up the next line and riding that all just the way around like the NASCAR. track. Yep. Uh, so this is the second time that I will have played this game. And I remember the first game being a little hesitant. I'm not normally a big fan of racing games, but I really enjoyed how, the mechanics came together. How uh, you were given a hand of cards, you have to make the best of what you got, and how there's a lot of politicking involved with which draft line you end up in, and when you make a breakaway. And I remember I came very close to winning that first game until we drew the event card, and all the cards got back together again. Yellow flag, baby. My no, that wasn't it. It was I was like five spaces away from the end and my lead car spun out and ended up facing the wrong way. And so I could not play the card to drag the entire stack of uh, all of my cars and like two other cars across the finish line. So the second line caught up and passed us and I did terribly. I think I remember in that game. There's a fair amount of bitterness there. Wow. Yeah, That was was six, eight months ago. I remember well. I can, I can, I can feel that. No, but I think I remember in that game. I didn't finish the race first, but I think I finished yes. second, third, and, and like you won fifth, on and points. like ninth, yeah. and I was able to win on points. Yeah, yeah, much the same. Um, I wasn't excited about playing this the first time, but it was funny. We were discussing uh, in our text chain what we were going to play tonight, and we were discussing the racing game. And Sam immediately was like, wait, which racing game is this? And we were being very vague. You know, the one with the cars that go around the track. And finally, we were like, you know, the, the card one that we just played. And he's like, oh, okay. I like that racing game. That's fine. And so after that, we had the seal of approval. And yeah. It was yeah. kind of funny because you realize how many racing games we actually do have. Some of them are just in the title. I, I mean, Race for the Galaxy is... A racing, a racing game, game, but it's not a racing game. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, Mississippi Queen is a racing game. Yeah. Um, Moto Grand Win- Winter Circle yeah. is a racing game. Winter Circle. <laughs> I would consider Winter Circle uh, more of a betting game. Yeah. 
I mean, when you get down to it, a yeah. lot of games are racing games. I mean, every game is I essentially was, a race. I, I was thinking specifically of games that try to match the theme of cars going around in a loop. Mm-hmm. In which case, I I may have had Formula D mm-hmm. in my head. Like, please, not that one. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Bolide. Yeah, Formula D has that, player that elimination, one that I don't like? I don't which remember. is Probably. great. If you're stupid. If you're dumb, which I am. I don't think I've ever finished. I don't think I've ever completed a game of Formula D. There's, to be completely honest, there's one racing game that you guys pull out regularly it's that bolide. I don't think I've ever completed more than half a lap without wrecking my car and trying to T-bone somebody and walking away from the table. And usually, you find yourself sitting up in the stands having ice cream, watching yeah. the rest of the race. Okay. It just does not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, you like Root, and we don't particularly care for it. We all like different things. You know, in a lot of ways, Root is a race game. I mean, it is. I agree. you're racing to 35 points. Yeah. 35 30 points. 30 points. You're racing to 30 points. That is your finish line. You can think of the score track as a race track. You can. You can. As long <laughs> as there's not cars going around in a circle. I mean, okay. you could make the race. No, you can't. Anyway. Is all life just a race? Anyway, uh, Thunder Alley, we're going to give it a shot, and we'll be right back. All right, so Thunder Alley, we're done. Yes, we are. Chris pulled out the win at the very, very end. It looked very bleak for Chris. It uh, did look very bleak. You know, right. the saved the by the turn okay. order. That's why you're. That's why you need to be in the lead okay. of the race. Okay, okay. So to be clear, it looked bad for Chris at the end of turn one. The end of turn two, things were okay, and there was no turn four. So let's not pretend like there was a big period of time where it looked bad for Chris. There was only three turns. Oh, no. It was, it, it was, <laughs> right. It was, it was right at the end. It looked like Chris was going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, but he, man- he managed to get across with some help from one of his fellow players, which is how Thunder Alley works. That's correct. That sometimes the guy sitting next to you does as much to get you a win as you do. The goodwill that I put out at the beginning of the game it, it helped the push vibes. me across. Yep, that was you know, it. honestly, had I had I understood how the scoring breakdown actually worked, I probably would have left him hanging. Left him hanging. So we've been watching a lot of F one the last couple of years, and so we're more used to the the points being lower and dropping off faster than they do in Thunder Alley. Um, that may be reflective of NASCAR, but you know, we have F one on the brain where. First place is only worth 25 points, and then second place is worth 18. One third In Thunder Alley, it was, what, 46, 46 for first place? and then 41. And then 42, 42 for 42. second place. It, was it, four dropped, point. it dropped four points, yeah. and, and then, then every position one dropped after one that. point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and towards the end of the race, Chris was in the lead, but I had three cars storming and almost pulled it off. But so just, because uh, he got to go first, he managed to get himself across the line and, and pull out the win. Chris, did you win by four points? Yes. Yes. You Yeah, because it was 149, and then John had 145, and Stephen had 141, and I had 140. Yep. So it was that close. It was that and, close. And I'll be honest with you. Every time I've played Thunder Alley, the score is close. No, Nobody wins a blowout in Thunder Alley. Well, it's, when last place not. is worth 28 points, yeah, there's not that much of a difference between last, last and 10th. And, and Being first. the leader for two laps and getting that extra bonus there, the three points helped as well. Yeah. The point I was making is the way the math works, even if you take the 
the last four places and someone else takes the top four places, they're going to be within roughly 40 points of you. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. right? Between 40 and 50 yeah. points ahead and, of you. And, and re- realistically, you, you're pretty hard-pressed to get all of your all four of your cars in last place. It would or, be an achievement. five, depending, depending on how many players yeah. you have, yeah. you have four, five, it, or six cars. It would be an achievement. Yeah. After um, the first turn, after we all made our moves, it looked like that was going to be possible for Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had, he had, he had four in the back flag. of the bag. But, uh, but see, what man. happens is, and, and, and you know, it's one of these things where whoever's, whoever's up front, they've got a good reason to hack the people next to them. When you're in the back and you got three cars in the back and somebody else has two cars in the back, you kind of look at each other and like, we don't want to finish with this bad and embarrassment we will get in line and we will work together we don't want to be lapped yes exactly yeah. the, so so suddenly it's a whole it's a whole lot easier to cooperate when you're in last place than it is when you're in first place when you're in first place you still want to fight for that that one yeah. little spot and of course and the, the reason i you know in, in that first lap at the very last i did a solo movement where i was able to just sneak up in front of you so i could get that turn leader marker because mm. one point can make a difference in this game yeah and speaking to that i completely forgot about you don't want to start the race with your car with you don't want to start the turn with your lead car. Yeah. Like that's just yeah, typically that's asking to get past. And yeah. I just I was in pole position. I didn't really remember like I said it's been a few years since I've played. I didn't remember the strategy, but as soon mm-hmm. as I as soon as everything started moving on the board, I was like I made a huge mistake mm-hmm. by playing my lead card. Yeah, it probably cost you one point though. And when it comes right down with the yellow flag, we had two yellow flags this time, mm-hmm. which all those cars that were in the back got grouped up and and pulled everybody back together. So what it meant was the race was very short because a lot of cars got a lot of free spaces. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot everybody of free moved movement. as fast as the fastest car on the track for two of the three. So coming into that third turn, most of the cars had two damage on them mm-hmm. we're picking up their third a couple of cars pitted on one of the yellows which turned out to not matter because everybody ended up getting all the way across the finish line without having to pit so this was a very fast race usually they don't usually there's a fourth turn because you don't have all these cars getting all these free movements yeah i think if there had been a fourth turn and it wasn't so close to the finish line i think there would have been more cars that would have pitted yeah, and absolutely. I think that was just the nature of this particular track. It was very yeah. short. It was that very was fast. the gamble that Sam and I made on the first turn when it ended. We pitted our cars to clear off. I cleared off all of my damage. Yeah, I had you did all but one car. Oh, it yeah. was that was the gamble damage, we made. So. It's like I'm going to go back like maybe two or three spaces, but we're all together. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was a bad decision. I mean, we were, I don't think it was a bad decision right. for you not to because the other that thing was up the lead. Right. right. The other thing was our cars were already in the back. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't much of a loss for us to drop a couple spaces. You took a couple from that. I, were I had a couple. In hindsight, maybe those were were foolish, but I didn't expect us to end that quickly. In my head, I was thinking, okay, if the game goes on long enough that pitting becomes necessary i lose less if i pit now than sure do because because in, in in a pit at speed you it's it's not like there's a pit lane every other you know every other racing game has pit lane rules that are really hard to understand i swear there is not a single racing game where they are just straightforward and make perfect sense mm-hmm. Formu- F- formula d they're they're okay 
But all the other racing games I've played, they're kind of tough. Thunder Alley doesn't even pretend to have a pit lane on the track. You simply move into the inside of the track. You declare your pitting. The car moves in, and then it moves back a few spaces, and then it comes back out onto the track when you start moving but again. But significantly slower. Significantly yeah, slower. Right. For but you one can card. get picked back up. Yeah. Right. Into you a get chain. into a draft, mm-hmm. or you get into a lead pull, and right, and suddenly you're doing and, okay. You and, just have to make sure you get up with the Yeah, and the that's, that's kind of the key mechanic of the game, is that when you play the cards, you take the special movements. You draft, you move everybody in a line, or you pull everyone behind you, or push them around. And so... You know, when you're pitting, ideally you're gambling. Well, there's going to be a chain coming along. I'm going to time this so that I can get off. Because I remember not this game, but the game I played before, that was a big part of it. You would say, okay, I'm going to pit, but I'm going first. So I'm going to clear my damage. I'm going to move back. And then I can move that car back onto the track. It's about where you can get scooped up. And, and get scooped up yeah. so that I keep going. In a four-player game, you've got four cars. You, Like you said, you knew that you were going first. You can then move that. You have complete control over that mm-hmm. if you're the first player. Even if you're the second or third player, you have a good idea being because it's a – because you're in charge of a team, you can play that team strategy and really kind of get that pit car back up to running mm-hmm. uh, like almost right away. Yeah, You might mm-hmm. lose like – what equi- what equivalates to like three movement points total? Yeah, equivalates equals 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 yeah. is the, the equivalent. Equi- is to? the you know, equivalent you people to? with the Mississippi education? You it's always the use these big words. Education. It's just education. Superior to where we are here. It's so. not that they're big words. We just say them longer. Make them longer sounding. That's how you know. That's the quality. <laughs> so so all, all, all in all, and it's. As GMT, of course, GMT is not particularly famous for these sorts of games. The Horgers who, who created this game, there's there's a few of these out there now. There's a Formula One version of this, or a, or a, 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 a an open cockpit car. I forget. I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be Indy or if it's supposed to be Formula One or what. But there's a couple of different versions of this game, and I think there's another one coming out where you can actually shoot at each other. Um, but there's the, the, this is a line. Thunder Alley was the first one, and Thunder Alley has all of these movements that remind you of a NASCAR race. The the movement reminds you of a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. Um, the question becomes, you know, I watched some NASCAR this year because they had new rules and I wanted to see how it worked. And um, there's parts of NASCAR that aren't terribly exciting, like when everybody is just lying ahead all in a big, long draft, and you have to decide if that's the kind of thing that's going to excite you when you play a board game version of it and in this game now in this game to its credit the guy who won the game is also was the first guy across the line and that's not necessarily the case you can win this game taking fourth fifth and sixth place Mm -hmm. and the guys that took first second and third are kind of gritting their teeth because hey how come he won because you're winning as a syndicate you're not winning as the driver that got across the line so um one of my things with race games is i like it I, I, I don't want to be a syndicate. I want to be a car. I want to be a driver. I want to be a rider, whatever whatever racing you're doing. And so from that perspective, Thunder Alley kind of has an asterisk next to me when I play it. See, I think I, I enjoy playing as a syndicate as opposed to a single car. I liked that the track was, was more full. I liked that there was more nuance. I liked that I didn't necessarily have to 
to count on one. You know, you're not counting on one car. It's a team game. I'm not only saying how can I so use so, my opponents. Can I use my own? Can I, I'm going to use my own cars to push this guy far ahead so that he can take his action later in the round and and close it out for me. The way I look at this one is yes, I typically enjoy the single racer uh, who gets across the line first wins type of racing game. Mm-hmm. What I love about Thunder Alley and why there is an asterisk, like you said, the rules are simple enough and the game abstracts the racing enough to where running a team instead of a single driver, it actually makes sense given the rule set. Yeah, I agree. So I think with... Yeah, the multiple cars does work. I think with this particular rule set, it makes sense to run as a syndicate rather than as a single driver. Oh, for sure. And and the way that everything... And the way the entire package comes together, it just makes it a really good game. Yeah, it it would be... This would be a very poor game if you only controlled one car. Yeah, you only got one, one movement per... Yeah. Round. Oh, it, it, yeah, it wouldn't work it, at all. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't work, work at you, all. You, you need 12, 16, 20 cars on the track. Right, mm-hmm. but that's because the rule set's designed designed to look like yeah. NASCAR racing. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and NASCAR, works. the more cars, the better. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 It's yeah. not like the Formula One where they're like, no, you know, 20 we think is the perfect number. Like, I want to see more cars on the track. Yeah. No, I My agree. only disappointment was we didn't see a big pileup. No, no wrecks. There were no wrecks. We there did no have that one super long chain. There was one time when somebody moved every car. Yeah, and on, it was terrible. The, it was. It was it, terrible. I hated that, that, that happened because I just corner didn't want it to. It was, there was bad only for me. One lane to get through. I mean, it didn't help anybody. Like the net, re, the net gain was no, no, no. essentially okay. the same for so everybody. So it, it, yeah. it maintained yeah. the status quo, mm-hmm. but for me, the status quo was bad. It was bad. So I didn't like that. And mm-hmm. the fact was, any given Sunday, that's how it goes. I'm just saying, in that yeah. circumstance, I wanted there to be a bunch of infighting and different chains so, so I could squeak my way in. So, when we just say, we're going to drive five spaces closer to the end of the lap, to the end of the race. That's what we're doing this turn. I go, oh, great. And that, Well, that's a but, but you can break you can break that oh, single I'm, chain anytime I'm, you want. I'm not, I'm, not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a poor right, mechanic. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 well, that plays a little differently when you're at the top of the chain oh, yeah, at the, the back. But if I pushed it... <laughs> Then two other people get to go in front of me, and the chances of me still holding the lead position at that point were slim to none. John had two cars behind me that had not moved yet. And yeah. if we were that close, yeah. he would have just pulled out, uh, taken and, his three cars and across. Cruised. And, and, I, and, so I, I and I had the up. lead movement to, to drag my guys across without everybody. So I, I was... I was yeah, I had the same If you had not done too, that, so. I owned this race. I, yes. I might have won by 20 points. And that would have been a huge win. But of that course, upset. So, the nature of the so game I had the lead card, happen. would have played before you, and would have yeah. crossed the finish line with my cars. So that would have been my race, but... So, you did what you did. It's fine. It's, it was a great time. Really and, enjoyed and, and it. It was a fun race. game. I was not complaining about the mechanics there. Mm-hmm. I was just saying yeah, that me- turn, I was sad from a me- strategic Mechanically, standpoint. I think this game is about as sound as any racing game gets. Mm-hmm. And I think when we first played it, the first couple of times we played it, and and you know, seeing what Jeff Horger has written on the internet about some of these things, we, we weren't thinking creatively enough to realize that some of the cards... It, you can really snooker someone in this game. So there, there are times when you can really where where it looks like somebody's you know kind of got a smile on their face because they've got it all worked out, and suddenly you find a way to just cut them away from the pack 
and their cars that have already moved don't have any way to respond. And like you talking about your lead car had already moved, you just didn't have a way to respond to it. But there's times when that's the car in the back as well that they think they've caught up and they've got on a chain and they're going to get drafted and you just go, nope, I'm moving everybody up exactly one slot and that leaves them buried and they lose their turn. So, all right, we just posted Mosaic. So I did a lot of editing on that one. You're, you're very welcome. Um, <laughs> siege and, engines. You know, siege engines. Thank you. Drink. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of suggestions that we had that we thought would make that game better. Siege engines. And then the, the you know, the tracking yeah, for the pillars and the achievements and all that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I think Thunder Alley could, could use is, just a slight tweak to that matrix to that scoring matrix. Otherwise, I think it's a great game. I think out of the box, the way that it's written, perfect. And I mean, there might be somebody on board game geek probably has done the math and come up with a different matrix or, you know, even in NASCAR, Mm -hmm. the matrix changes from year to year based on the rule set. Well, so it could be that there's a new matrix. That's a super easy change that anybody can make to suit their group's particular taste if you want it more separated you make it more separated and if not you don't and and or or you only score the top 10 cars or or something like that mm-hmm. i mean there's ways you could adjust that to to make it suit your group more than anybody else yeah. but i mean i like the fact that we were within nine points of each other yeah i, I like it too i did not yeah, think, I think we i was all played well i did not think i was within striking distance of the lead yeah. and i mean i was what nine points behind you i had 49 what'd you have 140 so i was nine points yeah. away but if my, I mean, I took last place. If I, my car had been further up the pack, I, I would have, I would have been there, yeah. right? And I could have won without having. A, I had one car in fourth. If I'd taken fifth with my car in last, I would have won. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's a big change, though. Yeah. There was one yeah. thing that I, I thought the game ended too quickly. It, it was it, very it, abrupt. It was very fast, and I, I really do like the. You know, you get tokens when you do certain things. You you use gas, you use um, your engine, you're using mm-hmm. something, and it you, if you get three of those, then you're going minus three or whatever the card is. And we didn't get to that point at all. And, and yeah. that's and a that, big part of this. And game. that kind of and ties, Yeah, and that kind of ties into the scoring as well because we got two yellow flags, which meant that essentially we leapfrogged everybody up to the farthest racer, mm-hmm. right? So we got a ton of free movement. Uh, which meant that every turn you weren't worried about, okay, I have to worry about my guys in last. I have to bring them up and, and so mm-hmm. on. It was, okay, we're starting off from square one again. Mm-hmm. How do I break out in front? Mm-hmm. And I think that because of that, we're all, it's easy to focus on first place. But if you're all strung out, all of a sudden you've got to think about, okay, so I've got a guy in first and I've got a guy in like the bottom four. Mm-hmm. How much do I care about the guy in the bottom four? Because when I activate him is just as important as when I activate the guy in first, right? Yeah. And if I only care about first, I don't care about the guy in last, whatever. Yeah. He can he can hang out back there, and maybe one day he'll be helpful. But if I care about where my team scores, now I have to worry about I can't leave Carl out to dangle while everybody else drives on to glory. I've got to worry about where he's going to place yeah. and, and try to bring him into the fold. You got to make sure Carl's not sleeping at the wheel. Right, right. He's very lazy. Lazy I Carl. Carl was on John's team. Carl's always on John's team. Yeah. Well, 
And he may be sleeping at the wheel. Or frankly, yeah. he may not even get to the track on time. Because the problem with the car. Yeah. yeah, that left wheel did look a little yeah. wobbly. Because <laughs> I remember, um, you know, again, the only other time I've played this game, the cars out in front didn't move very far. Right? There was a lot of movement that was like, okay, well, I've got, I'm going to draft four spaces to move the, the lead up. And I've got this like eight card movement for my guy in back to try and tack him onto a chain. And we had like two or three different chains going trying to catch up with the lead. Yeah. This, this track that we played was very tight. There it was, was very there tight. Several places it was very where tight. there was only two lanes and there was one spot where it was just one. Yeah. So whoever got to that spot was guaranteed you to get pushed out of the way. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, that wasn't bad, right? It was it was a different game, and I enjoyed that. But I think that, combined with the two yellow flags that we got, drastically changed the tone of the game. It was very frantic. Yeah, this was a sprint um, of a race rather than a marathon of a race, which, you know, it, cha- it definitely changes the feel for the game. Because, you know, I recall very, very um, vaguely, I guess, from my play years ago, actually having to worry about the damage on my car. Like there, there are times where you look at your car and you look at the cards in your hand and you want to play the eight, but it's going to put a permanent damage on your card or on your car. So you can't because then your car is going to crash out. So there's this whole dynamic that we kind of missed because it was a sprint race where we weren't worrying, worrying about pitting. We weren't worrying about how hard we were running. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't remember if we did two laps. We did two laps. We, we, did, did, two, two laps. we did two laps. We did two laps. I don't remember going through we, that narrow space times. the first time. Because uh-huh. we we um we, we yellow flag we yellow right flag the first a whole time. A bunch of people up through it. Yeah. And when you yellow flag on it, you double you use it as a double up. Okay. Yeah, because you and I were in like I think you and I are just over the finish line, and very little yeah, hope of just, getting that was that, that was over line. half of the course there yeah. that it i don't remember forward. this i don't remember that was that. the first yellow flag was up in that area yeah so we didn't okay. actually have to when it came around to that that's when we pitted okay i mean i guess that just shows how frantic it was right like yeah. i don't remember going around a second time essentially having two yellow flags on the sprint track with only two laps with that bottleneck and everything like we okay. ended on we had three turns right you don't take penalties from yeah. for your movement until you take an action and your car has three wear on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it doesn't, even if you get like a permanent one, once you get three tokens on it, you're a minus three. You get a fourth one, you're minus right, four. Right, but it's when you start your action with three wear on the car. So yes. wear was totally irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Pit stops, totally irrelevant. Yeah. There I mean, are whole the, swaths of the, the rules that just didn't matter this game because it was so fast. Yeah. So typically it's, your fourth turn is when you're butting up against yeah the wear the you wear get, you issue. You got to decide: do I clear it yeah. out or do I push on? Or do you, you? There are certain cards that don't give you wear, so yeah. do you kind of disperse those through your car so you can go that fourth turn? Well, and the other thing is, you you get wear from the event cards too that we did not get because yeah. of the event cards that we pulled. Even even our event card that was a collision required two cars to be next to each other, and, and we, we were all in a big snake. So so. Um, there, there's permanent damage that comes from that as well that just never came into our play. So yeah. this this was a bit of an out-of-the-ordinary play, and so it got done a little bit earlier. Yep. But, but even still, it was a great play. There's a lot of burn it. in this game. There's a lot of heads down, and, and you know, at, at one point... A lot point, of shaking the, fists. You know, the guy diagonally across <laughs> the table, Chris has taken his turn, and I'm kind of like, okay, 
okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like, you know, I can't decide yet because a whole lot can change. So you, to a certain extent, you got to wait for your turn and then you realize what your opportunities are. Yeah, And then on top of that, you can kind of nudge that player into making advantageous moves for you. There was a little bit of table talk going on. Yeah. Well, that's the point bit, of the game. You know, Chris is like, ah, maybe I'll try this maneuver. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great maneuver. Go ahead and do that one, please. Yeah. Well, Steven wants me to do it, so... Maybe I'll it, do must it. Be good. it must, it be, must good. be good. Yeah, he's such a great so, player at everything. So one one aspect of this that I really enjoy is the way your options narrow as you take your turn. You start out with five cards in your hand for your four drivers, mm-hmm. right? So you're gonna have one left over, but you don't get to refill your hand until the next turn or the next round. So a card you play for driver A is a card you can't play for driver B. And you can't predict what happens from turn to turn, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know by the time it gets back around to me, the track's going to look very different. Mm-hmm. And especially your, your options get more limited. Especially with the way cars link up, I could be halfway around the, the board. And that happened a couple times where or I went... Or you could be exact same spot. Yeah, or you could have not moved <laughs> at all. And you go, well, that sucks. What do I do now? Uh, but I, I like that narrowing choice range. Mm-hmm. And, and how you have to sacrifice things and take gambles. Yeah. And I held on to the solo card mm-hmm. for that second round so that I could pull out into the lead. I did the same. I just, the track was so narrow, I didn't have the option to cut in and, and you know, disrupt the... Timing wasn't right. Yeah. I couldn't disrupt the chain because the track was so narrow and I just didn't have the opportunity. Right. And also, well... John was the first player. Yeah. So you went second, then I went third, which allowed me to get into the front, and Steven's car was too far back to... He got back into the line, but he was not able to take Couldn't the lead. Couldn't take the lead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's come to that time. Mm. Who wants to go first? Who wants to give this a, rank, a ranking between 1 and 10? Using the good old BGG standard. Chris, you want to go first? Sure. I won the game. I'll go first. Yeah, that's right. We'll do we'll do it in poll posi- poll order. <laughs> okay. You know, Thunder Alley is one that I've always enjoyed. Um, I really like the mechanics of it, so I'm going to give it a solid seven. Okay. Uh, who was who was next? Uh, it was John in second. Seven go ahead, John. All day. This mechanically, this game is not only absolutely sound, but it actually matches what's on the cover of the box. It just it's it's a great setup, and in true GMT style, this is a simulation game. I mean, this is it's supposed to look like a real NASCAR race, and it certainly does that. Yeah, they abstracted the things that needed to be abstracted, but made it into a really good simulation. Yeah. So I'll go next since I was in third place. Um, and, you know, honestly, when I think of all the, the racing games that we have and that we've played, Thunder Alley is my favorite. I think I like automobiles, but we don't own a, we don't own a physical copy of that. But we play it on BGA all the time. I would say it was my second favorite. I think Thunder Alley is my favorite racing game. And so with that... I mean, it's about as good a seven as there is. I mean, as Fair far enough. as racing games go, it's it's one of the best. Yeah. So uh, since I claimed last place, last place, I will give my rating last. Uh, and I I think you really wrapped it up there, right? As far as racing games go, this is an excellent racing game. Um, the mechanics match the theme very well, from what I gather. I have I think never voluntarily watched a NASCAR race. I think my my favorite thing about this game 
beyond the strategy and the, the you know the cutthroat table play and, and all of that is even when you're in last place you can still affect things at the front mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of racing games where when you hit last place it's very easy to just watch everybody else drive off in the distance yeah for sure um and that sucks mm-hmm. right that is a large part of why i don't like racing games generally but that doesn't happen here because you can always latch onto the back of the chain and and push it forward when someone doesn't want you to or i mean hey look at chris last place to first yeah you I can mean, yeah. you can always pull something out or there could be an event card or or something like that um so even if you don't have a chance of winning you can still very effectively king make at yeah. least which isn't something i hugely enjoy but it's a significantly better option than watching everyone disappear then getting on your phone and say oh it's my turn here i'll move i'll right. do this yeah yeah i mean so you, it is it is a very solid seven yeah i i would happily play this again i don't know that it would be the top of my game list ever but yeah. I would happily play it multiple times. It's a game that keeps you engaged throughout the play. Yes, and I think that's important. That is Especially important. for racing games. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just biased there, but it's very easy to clock out. All right, great. So that was Thunder Alley from GMT. Now, I know a lot of people think of GMT and they think of war games, but they got a lot of really interesting Euro-type simulation games. So I would suggest giving GMT a, a, a chance. Thunder Alley, Dominant Species... Uh, what was it? Leaping Lemmings is another favorite of That's ours. Like GMT, yes, it is. Um, Are we going to play Dominant Species one day? Absolutely. I don't know if I've ever actually played a full game of Dominant Species. Was this board destroyed by an asteroid? He wasn't there for that. No, I. Mm, you were not there for I that. I wasn't there for that. Not, nah, not okay. that one. All right, so uh, that was Thunder Alley. Oh. Thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us in our conversation. John, Chris, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Thunder Alley. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.